Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. You. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 446 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Cooling off a little bit. That's going to make you a little happy. Well, I mean, it's still hot, but we're out of that triple digis, you know, and I like that. Triple digis? Yep. I like being out of the triple digis. Never heard anyone say that in my entire life. Never heard triple digis? Never heard triple digis. It's a thing people say. People say it, Breaker. Do they? Or is it just you? I... I didn't make it up. I'm I'm a very unoriginal guy, Breaker. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So if if I say something, there's a good chance I heard it somewhere. Kind of like yeppers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I got that from? You know where I got yeppers from? The office. No. No. It was before that. I got it in junior high from a a um girlfriend that I had. No, it was our sophomore year in high school. I had a girlfriend for about a week. And then she always like said yippers the entire time. Then later on, I heard it, heard it on the office. But yeah, that was that. And I wonder drove me if Michael Scott got crazy. it from her. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, I'm sure it's a thing people say. But that was the first time I had ever heard it. It's pretty wild. It's a. It drove me crazy. You, but, you didn't like it either. You're like Jan. Then. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. I hated it because it was like constantly yippers. I've gotten it in text form. I, I haven't had people say it before. It's annoying. I mean, it's not like when it's one of those it's a weird, things. It's a weird text, though, too. Yeah, but I mean, when it's one of those things, like it's just like every, you know, once in a blue moon, somebody says it's not a big deal. But when it's like everything, that, you say that instead of yeah or yep or yes, like yippers, drives me crazy constantly. I, I hope from this point forward, anytime so you ask somebody a question, they respond with yippers. Blocked. This is a calling out to everybody. Anytime Bane asks a question, yippers, even if the answer is no. Yeah. Yippers. Well, don't, I mean, don't do that because that'll be confusing. Like Exactly. Yeah. I want you to be angry and confused. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> now I'm confused. Well, we have quite a bit of wrestling talk. We got some toy talk, of course. Um, it is cooling down a bit. Uh, but, man, the wrestling world's heating up. 
Right? I mean, there's all kinds of crazy drama happening. Oh, yeah. I think that's what keeps our show rolling. Like, I mean, imagine if, like, we had nothing to talk about. Like, we have to have somebody doing some bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, if, if like, if WWE and AEW shut down tomorrow, like, we would have a 10-minute show, probably. It would be tough. I know that. Yeah. I know, typically, I, you know, normally, like, toy news I'm pretty plugged into. Sometimes movie mm-hmm. and TV, I do have to search a little bit and try to find something that, like, kind of... Hits us like we're like oh, okay we can talk about that like, yeah. right, we know enough information we don't sound like dipshits talking about it but wrestling usually is always there's always something even if you don't feel like there's something there's always something for sure um, so uh, what do you say we dive into it here let's do it well here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break cracking them buying energies listen to me you two sons of bitches get ready to talk wrestling stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. I didn't have this as a topic, but I actually just watched uh, the new Broken Skull Sessions with Charlotte Flair. Oh, I, I saw a clip of it. I didn't watch yeah, the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, there were some interesting things there that I didn't think about. But yeah. she kind of acted like she didn't like her dad as her manager when he did that briefly. and Because okay. he always tried to take the spotlight. Which yeah. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought that, but he does. That's Ric oh, yeah. Flair, you know? And yeah. And like, of course, there was a clip of a match and he's over there doing his thing on the floor and she's like, Yep, see that? Always taking the spotlight. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize that. It was it was pretty interesting. But um they kind of go over, you know, they like he point blank asked her about Sasha and Naomi walking out, which I saw I that was, clip. I thought that was interesting. He asked about the kind of the heat with Becky Lynch and she didn't really go into detail, but like you have two people who are trying to be the best. They're going to butt heads. And that's 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 one thing I've always wondered. Because, I mean, The Rock and Stone Cold were pretty much the same way. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, is it... I mean, I guess it can turn into a real-life hatred, but like... Sean and Brett, too. It's a, it, right. You work yourself into a shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's supposed to be just competitive, you know? I mean, that's, that's all it is. But, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to think. They, they showed that clip. I'm sure you remember it was from, like, probably... Probably last year, I guess, when like they were in the ring, and I think they were switching belts or something with Sonya Deville. Yep. yep. And she like dropped it, and mm-hmm. and like she was basically saying she's like, I would have never, I would never do something like that on purpose. Like, yeah. Why would I? And she was even showing like how she picks up the belt. Yeah. She's like, if I'm the queen, why would I even pick it up? I'd have someone else do it. Right. And she made a lot of interesting points. Right. I think it was probably just a miscommunication with already a little bit of heated tension. Sure. And when there's a little bit of heated tension, all it takes is one thing and you're completely set off. So yeah, could be wrong. That's just a thought though, which I still go back to that whole scenario of them switching titles was the dumbest thing in the world. They should have just been like, Hey, you're staying on this brand because you're this brand's champion. Exactly. That until makes you, no you, sense. Until you lose it. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it just makes the titles meaningless. Yes. What I feel like happens there. And this is maybe just my thought. You have a room full of writers. They're all pitching ideas. Vince doesn't like any of them, so he just does this. Yeah. And it's like the worst one. Yeah. I mean, you could have literally done anything. And I take that because I remember one time I was at a show with Harley. We had a tag match scheduled. One of the guys that I was competing against didn't have accurate blood work, so he couldn't work that night. We found out, like, after the show had started. Yeah. So Harley's like, we'll come up with an idea. So we pitched every idea we could. During intermission, mm-hmm. he doesn't like any of them. So he's like, I just do a three way. So we have an advertised tag match that's now a three way. And it's like, that was not the best option. Yeah. But it's it's almost like he just, he didn't hear anything better. So that's what you're doing. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's kind of what happens with Vince a lot. I could be wrong, but well, I mean, just that's, a theory. That's probably the case. Um, so uh, talking about some bad blood, apparently, uh, well, CM Punk has been in the news. He just returns to AEW last week, True. and um, it looks like it's going to be him and John Moxley at all out for a unification match. As John Moxley's the interim AEW champion, apparently they're doing it this week on Dynamite, though. What the unification match? Yes. Why are they not saving that for all out? Don't know, but it's announced for Dynamite. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a schmoz of some some sort. I would I, imagine. I hope so. But that's the plan. But I guess uh, in the midst of him doing a promo beef with John Moxley, he starts kind of going off on Hangman Adam Page, which kind of mm-hmm. was, I guess, threw some people backstage off, from what I understand, because that was not planned. Yep. Just th- those that out there and. Apparently, there's been some beef of brewing, and to the point where Punk's actually threatened to quit, according to sources and rumors. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like there's a lot of drama. That or AEW hasn't been in the news as much lately, and so they're trying to create their own news. Yeah, it could be. I, I hope that's the case, because if not, I mean, that would be the second time Punk's started getting a bad attitude at a high-profile level. Yeah. And then, I mean, what the hell? You know, it's kind of hard to start siding with him yeah. when it becomes a reoccurring theme. Well, then they, so like him and this is what is, is weird to me. This is where I, I'll be honest. I don't believe that this is legit at all. Yeah. That's my personal belief. I think it's a work. I think anytime you're dealing with egos mm-hmm. and money, there's always a work somewhere. Yeah. There's got to be. I still think the MJF thing was a work to a degree. Yeah. I've actually seen reports of him supposedly making a return. I have too. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is with that, though, it's like it's been so long now. It's kind of <clears> like it's almost a little forgotten. Yeah. Unless they had, this is the plan all along, which could it be? Who, who knows? But uh, but with Punk, I, um, you know, I had heard that Paige had cut a promo leading up to their double or nothing match when he dropped the title to Punk mm-hmm. that Punk didn't particularly care for. Yeah. Which I go back to like I mean MJF was pretty hard on him as far as like the UFC and every like everything else you mm-hmm. know like he was not it was a pretty brutal promo battle as it should have been because it, people don't expect anything less so it's hard for me to believe that what Adam Page said back then pissed him off that much to the point where he works a pay per view match seemingly with no issue yep and then comes back and is now like I'm pissed. Yeah. Two months later, and I don't know. I know. I know. Sometimes, if you sit and stew on things, it can piss you off all over again. Yeah. But that seems a little far fetched to me, personal opinion. And I rewatched the promo. I'm sure you have too. It's been all over Twitter. Basically, he was just like, "I'm protecting AEW from you." And mm-hmm. people have alluded to Colt Cabana's involved. I don't really. I don't. I don't really get where that fit in. Um, Dark Order. Right. Yeah. No, I mean I get that, but I don't. Like in the promo, I didn't see where that. Oh yeah, it would be like alluding. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he didn't mention him by name that I recall. And I mean that's already got to be awkward for sure. Of course, you know with with them being as good of friends as they were to the, uh, I mean to lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. That's that's a hard one to overcome. That being mm-hmm. said, it seemed weird to me that uh, that there would they would be at odds to that degree. I guess. Uh, Punk and Adam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I think that whole thing is bullshit because, uh, I mean, like, I feel like most guys, they know when they go out that you're just talking shit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, um, 
I, I would assume being unex, un, unexperienced in that, like I would assume knowing what, what you say out on stage is different than what you say backstage. Sure. And that, you know, you turn your volume up right, and, you're, I mean, and you're working when you're out there talking. I mentioned Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels earlier. I remember even Bret Hart saying like, he'd be like, Hey, do you care if I bring up Playgirl? Or care if I, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. And he would say it. Then he'd say, he'd look at Shawn's face when he got back. Like he'd be pissed. Yeah. Because he's just casually mentioning conversation. Hey, do you care if I mention Playgirl? Do you care if I mention dancing and striptease, all that stuff? Yeah, sure. Man, whatever you say. But then he says it so passionately out in the ring and really is putting daggers in you know, that you get backstage you're like what a prick yeah you know like you're making me look bad but that's part of the whole thing and i think that's where you work yourself into a shoot with this stuff where mm-hmm. it's not, it shouldn't be that big a deal you're trying to sell a pay-per-view right well yeah like adam page and cm punk probably don't have any personal issues or they didn't at the time but they have to sell a pay-per-view to get people interested in buying it just like him and moxley right mm-hmm. i don't think they have the right issues punk is i know pretty good friends with renee young so but they've got to sell a match to get people interested in watching it, right? Yeah, well, and this this is kind of relative to uh, hip-hop culture, too. I mean, because a big part of hip-hop culture is, you know, the diss tracks and things like that and the battle raps. And, and I mean, what that amounts and to... And people is, probably can't wait to, like, tell the other person, right? Yeah, I mean, and what that amounts to is, like, you know, somebody puts out this record, so, okay, the other guy has to put out something that's even better and tops that guy's record, and then it just keeps... It keeps elevating people, and the whole point of it is, I mean, it does get out of hand, like just in wrestling, but the whole point of it is is to sell more records. I mean, that's it, like, just to make more money. And, like, it's kind of, it, that's how it's, I would assume it's supposed to be in wrestling, and maybe it is one of those things where, like, Adam Page or, or CM Punk actually got heated and pissed off. But, like, the whole point of, you know, if CM Punk got pissed about something Adam Page said, don't get pissed, say something better. Yeah. You know, come back at them harder. Well, right. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is like, I, do you think that there's, to me, if I were running a wrestling company now, first thing I would do is just throw little nuggets to news, like the news reporters. Sure. You know what I mean? Little things. Yeah. I want to see him punk wasn't real happy about that. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. The next thing you know, it's all over the internet. Now that could be a dangerous game because if they find out you're working them, they're going to be pissed off but right i think and again there's truth to every rumor right to some degree but i don't know it's at the end of the day like if adam page leaves wwe's gonna pick him up why wouldn't they 100 percent former AEW champion yeah and and if they didn't roh new japan yep there's places to go nwa mm-hmm. impact where's punk go like i mean and like even moxley kind of brought up in their promo it's like the only reason you're here is because you ran out of money Dude, Mox had an amazing rebuttal to CM Punk's promo. Mm-hmm. That it, Mox's promo was pretty fantastic, and I'm not a huge Mox fan. fan yeah. but that was that was pretty badass. I thought they had a good. I thought like the way Punk was like, you know, he's the third best guy in his group, which is an ongoing trend for him. You mm-hmm. know, like they were they were they quickly turned this into like a personal matter, which I think Jim Ross has always said it: personal issues sell tickets. Yeah, because people want to believe that these two guys genuinely don't like each other. MMA has been doing this for what a decade now. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a success. You get two fighters like wow, that'll be a really good fight, or two guys that hate each other. Oh man, I got to see that. Yeah, it's personal issues. So that to me, I think is smart business. Now, but are they working themselves into a shoot? And and the reason I I question all of this is because if is the culture in AEW still good? We've always heard like oh, it's so great, everyone's friendly backstage, but you know that that's probably bullshit to a degree. Oh yeah. 
And I somebody doesn't like somebody back there. And I still have to say there's a reason Cody left. It wasn't just, oh, it's time. Yeah. You help build this company. You don't just up and just, yeah, let's go over here. Yeah. Unless you you saw writing on the wall or you saw a, a direction that you didn't like. Right. Yeah. I mean, most people, I mean, I'm not saying you're, you're probably not the best fan of the company you work for, but you stay there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. You know what I mean? Though? Right. Like, I mean, yeah. there's, there's reason, like, I mean, I, there's reasons we all stay, whether it's vacation or paycheck, pay, paycheck comfort. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the job hours. To, yeah. There's, there's certain little nuggets of why you stay there as opposed to jumping to a new job every year Yeah, or every three years, whatever it might be. So he left for a reason. Um, I don't know, man, like is punk, like, is he snowing everybody? Is he really just not this? Good guy backstage. I don't know, man. It's a it's a hard one to hard one to process, I guess. I think CM Punk has his his people backstage. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I think he's got his little group that probably you know really looks up to him. But I mean, I, I guarantee there's a handful of guys that just don't really care for CM Punk. I've also heard there's issues between the Bucks and like FTR. Yeah, and I can see that. Because how long has FTR been number one contender? But I hadn't gotten a shot. Well, and they're not even, Bucks aren't even tag champions anymore. Right. It's the Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland yeah, now. It keeps going like, well, and they were FTR, I believe. Weren't they number one contenders even when uh, Jurassic Express was tag team champions? Probably. I mean, they held, they're holding three tag titles right now. Yeah, but they've been number one contenders for months. Right. And like all these different teams have gotten championships. Right. It's weird. It's one of those things, though. Like, I know at the pay-per-view, they announced it's FTR and Wardlow against um, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and that new Satnam Singh, the real big guy. Oh, yeah. And people are kind of like, the hell? Like Why? The buck? Yeah, like, FTR's been putting on these banger matches mm-hmm. um, against, like, the Briscoes and stuff, and it's like, that's that's the match you're, you're putting them in? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Now that Vince is gone, I could see FTR making the jump once their contracts are over. Yeah. Because they were great in NXT. Yeah, absolutely. And they've always been great in the ring. They just weren't ever right. featured well in right. WWE. So I think we're getting back to tag teams too in WWE. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a good thing. Well, and, and here's here's my whole my whole thought is like now if, if AEW starts to kind of split at the seams, and I'm not saying that it is, but I feel like there's this is the beginning of the end in mm-hmm. some cases as far as like combustional, you yeah. know, and they got so big so quick that it could easily happen. It kind of makes me wonder if a lot of people might start jumping and be like, "Yeah, hey, okay, I'm out." CM of here. Punk is killing that company. Yeah, I mean, it's the death of uh, <laughs> death of AEW, right? Right. I don't know. I mean, that's just a guess. But again, Cody left for a reason, man. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Um, Drew McIntyre. Uh, I want to talk about him for a little bit, man. He cut a banger promo the other night. Absolutely, he did. Um, I love the line: "We're two wrestlers in a wrestling ring. Let's just freaking wrestle." Yeah. That to me probably felt so good for him to say oh, because yeah. it's like banned words. Like I, and we haven't really talked about this much. But what do you think about Vince's banned words? I think they're dumb. Like, does it matter if you say belt or championship? Does it matter if you say hospital or medical facility? Like, no. Like, yeah, none of that shit matters. It's just isn't it stupid though? terminology that you want to be, and it's it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. And we all know Vince is a big control guy. Clearly, yeah. What was the issue with calling them wrestlers? Um, do you think? I mean, and I know we don't know the answer to that, but why? I well, I think it's it's because the term wrestler 
legitimizes it a little bit more where a sports entertainer you recognize that it's you know entertainment and not a sport I can see that I mean they're WWE superstars they don't call them WWE wrestlers I right. get that I mean but that's at the end of the day people don't they call it wrestling yeah it's not called people don't say let's go watch so let's go watch some sports entertainment tonight like yeah. well in WWE, it's World Wrestling Entertainment. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not like worldwide or world wacky entertainment. You know, yeah, I mean? or like, world sports entertainment. Right. You know, entertainment. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's it's World Wrestling Entertainment. So for wrestling to be a banned word on camera is the most bizarre thing in the world. It's a weird one, and I know, like, it's almost as though I know WWE has said years ago, like, "Oh, we're not wrestling or entertainment. We're so much more than wrestling." And it's like, yeah, but that's okay. your core. But yeah, right. I mean, that's like if you took out. <laughs> the wrestling aspect what you have a, a right shitty movies right i mean it's <laughs> or like terrible terrible like i mean there was supposed to be like a santino sitcom like a decade ago that yeah. never happened i mean there was a bunch of shit that they which i i would have watched that yeah i totally would have watched that i remember at one point it was funny because like every person that was supposed to be in that had left the company yeah I'm like, boy that didn't work out well did it nope <laughs> but i mean it just it's one of those things where um i don't understand going against what you are right mm-hmm. prime example you're a, you know you're a musician yeah you've done rap you've kind of you're moving away from that but yeah. and, and i know like there's probably times it's embarrassing but i don't think like if people actually know your stuff that dig it there's no reason to like hide from that i guess does that make sense oh yeah i mean uh, i have plenty of songs that like i can't listen to because i think they're cringeworthy but like well, you grow and evolve. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like really ashamed of any of the things I've done. Right. So it's weird to me. But I mean, and that's like things you've done in the past. If you're still currently doing it, I don't know why right. you're like worried about the public perception of what this is. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. It's fun. Like I. Exactly. And I always try to tell people that. I'm like, it's. I don't know. Like it would be like if you start in a kid's show, like would that be like maybe like a little embarrassing. I guess you could say that because you're not like doing exactly what you want to do as far as acting, but yeah, still paycheck, right? Still proud of it if it's good. You'd sign me up for the Wiggles right now. I'll I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, Drew McIntyre cutting that promo, man, that got me excited for uh, for him. I feel like Drew's kind of slid under the radar the last year or two. Yeah, and that's that's because of Roman's reign as champion. That yeah, weird. Um, but I, I'm actually excited for Clash of the Castle. I am too. I think it's going to be a great event. Not to mention, um, we're going to get to see Sheamus versus Gunter. Yeah. My God, that's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a brutal match right yeah. there. Lots of, lots of hard-hitting action right there. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a pretty good card. I, I feel mm-hmm. like with WWE the last few years, there's been very little that interests me. And well, it's a lot of rematches constantly. Yeah, this feels fresh. It feels like, like ooh, this is fun. You yeah. know, and their first event in Europe since, geez, what, SummerSlam, it's like mainstream event because they've done like like the rebellions and all that stuff. But like mm-hmm. the first mainstream event since SummerSlam '92. Yeah, Triple H kind of books the way that I like it. Uh, seeing things booked, it's kind of like you know, obviously you have your storylines and stuff for certain people, but it's a lot of like, especially for champions, it's kind of like the next in line. Like 
you lost, go to the back of the line, who's next? You know what I mean? And I really like that style of booking because it creates fresh matches on a consistent basis. No, I agree. But again, why should someone have seven shots? Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if we're going to try to, again, I always look back like wrestling, you have to book wrestling as legitimately as possible. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Like that's why I've never really liked Monday night raw when like two guys come out to the ring for a promo and they built, they set up the match that night for the main event. And yeah. it's like, you went on the air and you didn't have a main event plan. Right. Like, I mean, like, doesn't that seem like vastly unprepared on your yes. part? Yeah. It seems so badly done. I, I'm just not a fan of that. I think it should be set. Like the main event is Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Thanks off their promo battle, but that match is set and booked and ready to go. Yeah. I'm, I kind of missed the nineties when they would come, come on and they would just immediately announce like, well, tonight we got this in our main event. You know, like I just love that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that was cool. Got got you hyped. No, and I, I do understand the thought of having some sporadic, chaotic moments. Sure, like you know, you know, Austin's not here yet, and then he pulls up. Oh, I got it. Here's Austin. Yeah, what's he got to say? He's coming to the ring after this. You know, like I get that aspect, but I don't know the way it was booked more recently. Just it never felt that chaotic to me. It felt very cookie cutter and watered down, and I never was a fan of that. Yeah. Um. Uh, contract tampering has been brought up in the forefront. Apparently, uh, someone who's under contract to AEW, they will not say who that is, but uh, as a former WWE talent, apparently went to management and said that um, WWE's contacted them to return. I bet I know who it is. Who do you think? Rusev. You think so? Yeah. I think it's Rusev. Because if I was Rusev or Andrade. Either one would make sense. Because if I'm if I'm one of those two guys... It, or if I'm if I'm the scout for WWE and I'm seeing those two guys, all of my guys over in AEW, I'm pointing out those two guys and be like, "Damn, they ain't doing shit." Yeah, let me call them and see what's up. I mean, like, because everybody else, like right now, is kind of doing things. Well, Rusev's starting to get back in the fold. Is he? Bit. Yeah, he's been on. I think he was hurt for a little bit. He there. was. Yeah, but I saw he did. He's doing stuff with. I guess he's starting to feud with the uh, House of Black. Okay, so. Uh, but I think you may be onto something. I could see Rusev, especially you know, um, you know Miro now, obviously. Yeah. Also, Alistair Black. I could see him being another one. Yeah, dude. If if I was there to be, I would want him back. Yeah, big time. So, um, you know, my 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 point with that is like contract tampering. This is probably not a new thing in the wrestling business because like you have to be careful from a legal perspective, but. To me, it's not a coincidence that like Adam Cole's contract for Ring of Honor goes, you know, up and then bam, he shows up in NXT. Right. There was conversations in between, right? I mean, how could there not be? Mm-hmm. No different than Adam Cole's contract expires with WWE and he's literally on the AEW pay per view, what, three or four days later? Yeah. Could they have come to terms on a deal in a day? Of course. Yeah. But there's got to be some type of like, hey, if you want to come over, there's a spot for you. Yep. Laid out to some degree, right? Yeah. Now, as a talent, is it smart to put that out there to your company? Yeah. Or to keep that? I would have kept that to myself. At the end of the day, you're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. And your money is your money. And, you know, like, I've heard in the past when, like, because I guess uh, Scott Hall mentions he was trying to get signed in, like, 91. Yeah. And couldn't get a hold of Pat Patterson. He ends up signing with WCW, becoming the Diamond Stud. Mm-hmm. I guess later Pat's like, why didn't you call us? And yeah. He was like, I called for a year. And uh, he's like, I'm only signed till the state. And he's okay. Well, when you're, when you're up, let, give us a call. Yeah. 
And it, that's as simple as that. Now, that to me, that's not contract tampering. But I guess I'm also not a judge. I don't know how that shit works. But I, I mean, I feel it's, like it's a loophole, right? I, but I, I feel like having communications can't be, yeah, contract tampering because they're not saying like, hey, you go ahead and come over. They're not throwing money. They're not right. throwing numbers, right, they're or saying, dates or give, anything. Give us a call, you know, when it's up. Yeah, when you're when you're when you're free and clear, hit us up. We'll talk. Yeah, all that is is opportunity. I think. I mean, Chris Jericho visited Vince's house when he was under contract at WCW, and that was before he officially signed. But that was all a legit thing. So, to to this though, I, whoever the talent was telling AEW, that's probably not the smartest move. Definitely not. I mean, I I wouldn't have told my boss either. You know what I mean? But I can see maybe them wanting to do it so that word doesn't get out. And they get in trouble. That or maybe they wanted more money, squeeze a little bit more money out of the old boss to stay. Sure. You know. Well, you know, um, Kevin Nash had mentioned back when they did fake razor, fake diesel that, you know, they were announcing for weeks like razor, Ramona, diesel are coming back. Eric Bischoff legit gets worried, ups their money. Yeah. And then like, you know, Rick Bogner walks out as fake razor, which to me is still one of the worst things that ever WWE ever put out. Yeah. I mean, absolutely atrocious. And I love bad gimmicks, but that was awful. That was a that was a crap. No, that wasn't just a bad gimmick though. That was a little bit more than that. It was it was the worst thing that they could have possibly done. Yeah, but especially because I felt like I was lied to, because I was. You yeah. know, I'm a little kid thinking Razor Ramon's coming back. He's my guy. Well, and it's it's also not like Doink. You know, where they're completely covered up. You can't tell who it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not. I mean, it, you can't just replace somebody who you can see their face. Right. And so uh, anyway. Um, Kevin Nash was like, yes, we upped our money and, and those guys walk out and it's just like, try to tell you, you yeah. know, like we're not leaving, but yeah. So it's, I don't know, man, contract tampering. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're going to see more. I, I think over the next like three to five years, we're going to see a bunch of people jumping back and forth. Yeah. And I know Cody was probably the first big jump back, but I think we're going to see more guys go to WWE, especially now that sure. Triple H is in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of people are going to want to work for Triple H, mm -hmm. especially ones that were in NXT beforehand. Sure. And uh, anyone, I know we mentioned FTR. Mm -hmm. Anyone else you see jumping? Um, that, I mean, I could see Ruby going back. Yeah. I mean, because she hadn't really done much since she's been there. Sure. Um, trying to think i mean i i can still see mjf at some point going to yeah. wwe i i think i i would I could see cesaro going back yeah and although he's doing very well for himself yeah yeah i mean william regal's another one that could probably go back probably um, wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all daniel bryan mm -hmm. uh i don't think daniel bryan's there for the long haul anyway i think he just wanted to get this out of the system yeah yeah but i, I think he legit said he wanted to bleed a little bit you yeah. know like you know what? I'll be honest though. Um, Moxley has been very sour on WWE, but I think it was mostly Vince. Yeah, I don't know how him is Triple H's relationship is, but I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't show back up. Yeah, you know, and, and I've heard interviews where Seth has said like, even even if all three of the guys were back together, we'd never see a Shield reunion. Really? Yeah, and the reason he's and it made perfect sense. He's like, everybody in the group is completely different now. Yeah, like we're all way too big of stars to be members of the shield anymore that's true that's and, a very good point and he said like we might be able to do a one night thing you know but like he's like like we, you'll never see the shield back together mm -hmm. and i was like that really makes perfect sense because it's not like dx you know what i mean where they're two completely different stars but they're back together you know i mean 
Yeah, but I mean, because even like when Triple H and Sean reformed DX in like 06, it was because like, before Sean was the star, Triple H was the lackey, right? Yeah. In like 97, it was pretty yeah. obvious. Now it's like Triple H might have even ascended past Sean a smidge. He did. You I know? mean, the reunion, it was like Sean was the goofball. Yeah. And Triple H was like the, the badass. Was, yeah, he was the, yeah, exactly. And and they were they were presented more as equal. Yeah. As opposed to like before how they were. So, but I mean, the 06 one was, was really fun. I loved the 06 one. Yeah. I felt like it was a little bit sillier. Yep. But, it, but even Sean's like, that was what was funny about it. It's like, we're 40 now. It's yeah. not like we're not young kids. Like where it's like, oh, they're just juveniles. Like, no, we're 40 year old men. Like, yeah. Saying like messing with Vince's mic and right. Drawing roosters on the screen and stuff. That stuff was hilarious. Yeah. You know? That was actually a bright spot for that era of wrestling. I agree. Um, but as far as the contract tampering to kind of put a bow on that, I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, I mean, well, I guess we'll see as time goes on. Absolutely. Uh, the Fiend hand. There's a tease for The Fiend. Um, you actually didn't see this, um, so I kind of was telling you about it before we started recording. But um, there was a brawl backstage, which we've seen that in, in wrestling like a million times, right? Yeah. The backstage brawl. This hand pops out of a doorway. It's wearing a glove. Kind of looks like The Fiend. An Easter egg of sorts, right? Yep. I feel like this is a smart move because I feel like so much of the backstage stuff is so, like, inconsequential. Like, you don't even need to be watching it. Right. So to throw little Easter eggs like that out there, I think that's a really cool, smart move to, uh, even if that leads to nothing. Like, I'm sure we all remember the Booker T, I still remember note. Yeah. Back in, like, the 2000s, like didn't really go to anywhere, but it was like, it was enough to make you think, I wonder what that is, you know, like right. what, what's going on here. Yeah. Like, I think you need stuff like that to hook the viewer to like, wow, something's happening. Whether it's to me, it's comedy, whatever you need something to get people invested in your product. Yeah. And that was, that was a cool idea. I think that was something different. I don't, is that the fiend? Is it, there's also been rumors that just Dexter Loomis. I don't know, but yeah, it was smart to get people talking. Yeah, well, and and also, too, I mean, like, this has been kind of a reoccurring theme since Triple H has taken over, and I love it. Like, I hope this keeps up. I mean, keep people invested in those little moments because it's kind of important to, to keep people tuning in. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's it's so it's so just small, right? It's like, what, yeah. the, hell, what the hell was that? You know, like, yeah. but um, The Fiend's a character we haven't talked about a lot here here lately but do you think he shows back up um i would like for him to i mean i, I kind of go back to what i've said a, a couple of times about him going to AEW. it wouldn't make sense because a very similar character already exists there so it would kind of be weird to see him there and so well i mean yeah there's probably a reason why he didn't yeah. go to AEW, right i yeah. mean of course timing is everything mm -hmm. so I, I don't know it's hard to say but I mean, I feel like AEW isn't a good fit for him, whereas I feel like WWE is. And I think I, I think Triple H would know what to do as far as booking him better than what Vince did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think that. I, I don't think Bray Wyatt happens without Triple H and NXT and stuff. You right. know, so there's something to be said there. Yeah. But like how do you how do you reemerge the fiend? Like I don't know. I mean, cause uh well, And who does he feud with, right? What was his last moment? Uh, it, it was, was Orton at the WrestleMania, right? And Orton only won because Alexa Bliss kind of distracted the Fiend or whatever it was. Um, yeah, he came out of the Jack in the Box, right? Yeah, yep. And that was that was one of the coolest WrestleMania entrances I've ever seen. Um, but and then 
Alexa Bliss ended up coming out on that with a bloody forehead. Um, and then Randy Orton pinned him. Yep. And that was the last time we ever saw him. But I mean, I, I mean, I guess he could feud with Orton, you know, yeah, I, I feel like you'd be running that back though. I mean, like I would like to see him kind of come in and go after like Roman. I don't know if that's the best move, but I feel like there's something there. Yeah, I just I, I feel like the fiend doesn't really need a championship though. No, he doesn't. You know. Um But I, I think it would just be kind of cool to see him again. Yeah, you know, oh like, yeah, absolutely. And you know, Bray Wyatt has been one of those characters where I felt like even though he was never booked incredibly strong, he was a huge bright spot for WWE over the last decade or so. Yes. Just because he was so his look was so incredibly different, his character was so incredibly different. It was like he was the he was Almost like that exception to the rule, right? Yeah. Where it's like, now there's some this guy's yeah. there's something here. And um ultimately it just didn't it didn't seem to to work out with the fiend, which some people I guess are not a huge fan of the character. I always thought it was great. I mean, but I, I like gimmicks. Who's who's not a huge fan of the character? I've heard people say like, ah, it's stupid, it's childish, it's tell them, tell them to quit watching wrestling. Well, I mean, holy shit, right? I right. mean it's <laughs> Mantar, you know, yeah. like I mean but to me, like I think when I look back at goofy gimmicks, like, I mean I've got a poster here of all these goofy gimmicks, but but Fiend is up there with Kane. He's sure. not up there with the gobbledygooker. Sure, you know what I mean, like or the ding dongs, right? Like no, you cannot lump the Fiend in with a goofy character like the Kiss Demon, right? You know what I mean, like no, he's Kane. He's the Undertaker, right? You know, because well, the Undertaker would have been a goofy gimmick had it not been Mark Calloway, right? Because that wouldn't have worked, most likely. Yeah. Or like the ECW zombie. Like, it just... Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, Bray Wyatt knew what he was doing. He's a very smart guy. And that whole thing with the split personalities and, and having a demon, literal demon that he unleashes, similar to Finn Balor, but way different. I mean, it was genius. Well, not to mention when he did that first fire Firefly Funhouse, it was so, like, people were so confused, which I'm like, that's so smart because... Yeah. It does, even though you're kind of like, what the hell is this? It leaves you wanting more. Yes. Right? Like, what the hell is this? What does yeah. this mean? Yeah. Where do you go from here? And I think that's that's what's so smart about him. And and honestly, he's also a character you don't want to utilize every night. Absolutely. Like he he kind of comes and goes. And mm-hmm. and I think if he just showed back up, no explanation. Like why not? Yeah. You know, like what's wrong with that? I think it'd be cool if he uh, came back and feuded with Finn Balor mm-hmm. or even Edge. You know, I mean, like, oh, him and Edge would be great because they haven't yeah. they haven't worked m- much at all, right? Yeah. So I, I think that would be really cool. But I only said Finn Balor because Finn Balor is like the leader of that Judgment Day group and kind of similar. Well, I think Edge would be a fun one because actually that'd be cool if they kind of brought in the Fiend and he kind of. Uh, I was gonna say lead the Judgment Day, but I don't, maybe not. But him and Rhea Ripley as as a group would be fantastic, though. It would be fun. I mean, I, there's a lot that they could do there. Yeah. I think that would be that would be really cool. So. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. For sure. Uh, a little bit more wrestling talk here. Uh, NXT UK seemingly is over. They released a ton of talents this week, and they announced the uh, the new arrival um, coming in 2023, NXT Europe. Man, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean, I guess Europe is just going to cover a much greater space. Yeah, I mean, they kind of already were, right? Yeah. They had people from all over Europe, but I guess they're officially just calling it NXT Europe. Yeah, but I mean, there's quite a bit of releases, so it's, I don't know, it's weird. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so maybe we get the European title back? I hope so. Yeah. Actually, I did see a meme where it's like CM Punk coming, drop, causing drama backstage. We know the real the real reason they showed a picture of him 
holding a title where they photoshopped the European title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, I, I, you know what would be cool, though, is if Shawn Michaels announced it because he was like one of the first European champions. Mm-hmm. And he beat British Bulldog for it. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I always liked the European title. It was different, but it was fun. Drew recently said he wants it. Like he wants it to come back so he can win it. Why not? Hell yeah. I'd be all about it. I think that'd be cool if they like, you know, like Seamus and all those guys that are you know from Europe. Like, why not? Yeah. Put them in a tournament. Do it. It'd be cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics of all this. They did a lot of releases, so I assume it's going to be a revamp. I have heard in the past there was a thought of NXT being like NXT United States, mm-hmm. NXT Europe, NXT Japan, yep. NXT Mexico, and kind of almost building territories. Yep. So that ended up falling through, and that's when a lot of talents were released, and that's why they had so many talents under contract at one point. Yep. So do you think this is the, the restart of that? Like, let's... Do NXT or Europe. are they are they going with uh, continents instead of? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> countries. Could be. I don't know. Or is it? This Europe, is going to show is, my dumb dumbness. Europe is a continent. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. Just wanted to make sure it's going to show my dumbness. Yeah. Yeah. NXT Asia. Yep. Wouldn't be as good as NXT Japan because there's not a lot of wrestling in the other Asian countries. Right. So, um, I don't know. Like, but I they already have the North American title, so why right, not? right. So I think. The Japanese brand would be interesting just because of the language barrier. Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I guess you could just do two different languages. But, I mean, that would be kind of cool. But that would be the same same way with the uh, if they did an NXT Mexico. Right. You know? well, exactly. Yeah. So it would be different. But yeah. why not? Yeah. Um, so it will, I guess you'd have to sign a lot of new talent. That being said, I was going to bring this up. I forgot earlier. Um, one thing I've noticed is, like, there's rumors of, like, someone showing up and, bam, they're there that night. Yeah. That to me is a cool thing because I feel like the spontaneity of that of like, oh, Killer Cross might be in talks with WWE. Bam, he's on SmackDown that night. It's like right. holy shit, they move that quickly. Same with that. Uh, what's that group that was on NXT? That's Hit Row. Hit Row. Right. They all showed up besides Swerve Strickland. They're getting shit on really bad right now though. How so? Uh, because they're like rapping and stuff like that, and Swerve was like the main one that rapped, and so the other ones aren't really that great. So they lost their money guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Swerve, if I... Well, and you know what? Maybe he's the talent that was contacted. Well, it could be, because if if I remember right, Top Dollar, who's the big monster dude, which... Was he the the guy that was on the A&E show? Like the... the, uh, Where they're trying to buy stuff? I have no idea. I think so. But he's he's cool as shit, but I think he's pretty green. And so, like, I don't think he's, like, super good in the ring right now. I could be wrong, um, but then it's that bad B or whatever the the girl, whatever her name is. I don't even know if she wrestles. She was the initially first one released. I remember that. Yeah, and so because they got called the SmackDown, right? Yep. And then they all got let go. Yeah. Weirdly enough. So I think Swerve was kind of the glue for that whole group. Sure. And then you know him being an AEW now, like it's kind of which they have that one dude in there, but like I can't, I don't know what his name is. Um, he was from NXT, but I can't remember what his name is. But like, how do you replace Swerve? Like, Swerve is just phenomenal. No, yeah, he's a, he's a I mean, he's a good talent. I didn't realize he had rapping skills, but yeah. you know, like, yeah, he's a he's obviously, and it was smart on Tony to pick him up yep. for AEW yep. and um, and all that stuff. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but for sure. But I think Triple H moving the ball along quicker to get people signed is, is smart. Absolutely. Um. We got a little bit of a little bit of toy talk here. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. 
Open the box, it's the part of the show. We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore band. A couple uh, toy pieces of news to talk about here. First of all, so this I, I was going to show you has been popping up in stores here. We talked about all the superpowers figures that we're hitting, um, but this one kind of hit out of nowhere. It was technically it's a part of Wave 2. It's the Green Lantern. John Stewart kind of popped up in stores. What's been really fun about this line is that they literally are just showing up. Like, you never know. Yeah. And, um, you know, me and Travis on TV Toycast have talked talked about it a while back that Series 2 is going to be Green Lantern, The Flash, and Batman Who Laughs, which was kind of an interesting one because they're like, oh, Batman Who Laughs. That's, you know, kind of a newer character. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun, you know, kind of cool that they were showing up. But now I can show you this picture. They are showing up. Flash and Batman who laughs are, oh, wow. are, are happening. So they're already in stores. Um, to me, it kind of takes me back to the nineties. I mean, I'm sure you remember, like you just show up to a store and bam, there's new stuff. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Like, I think it's a, it's a smart move for McFarlane. I, I love the price point. I love the, the box art. It's all really cool. Yeah. It's super cool. I dig it. Any characters you'd like to see them tackle in this line? Uh, I mean, I think Deathstroke would be cool. He'd be Deathstroke a cool would be really fun. Um, Lobo. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm always a huge fan of Lobo. Um, I don't know. Can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I'd really like to see some Batman villains. Yeah, Riddler. Riddler and Two-Face would be fun. Two-Face would be really good. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Clayface. I mean, there's yeah. Killer Croc. I mean, there's so many they could do, but... I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool and it's smart. Um, well, actually, um, Travis sent me a picture just this week. The first Marvel Legends in the all cardboard packaging has officially hit stores, and I think because it's all cardboard, like the, the price tag has went up. And I don't know, man. I'm just not a fan of that. So how does it work? Can you just not see the figure? No, it's like a box. Like I can show you a picture that he sent me, but it's basically just like a box. Yeah. And I wouldn't be buying it. Well, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's, it's not their choice. It's like that green initiative that they kind of have to like limit plastic and stuff. And I understand that like nobody wants that, but it's just like, man, this is just ultimately not good for just not good for the, the figure community, you know? So, but here's why that doesn't, that green initiative doesn't make sense. I mean, if it's a company thing, then that's one thing. It's a stupid company thing. You know, but like, is what it is. But like, if that's like a, we we talked off air. I think you said it was like a law or something like that. That was putting in place. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that makes zero sense to me because you go to McDonald's, all their cups are plastic. Right. You go uh, to any convenience store, any store, period, and get a Coke bottle and it's plastic. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay, so here's another one: lunch meat. Yeah. How do you not put that in plastic? Right. Like, I mean, you. There's so many, there's so many like different ways to go about that. I mean, I guess it to them it might make sense to target the figure companies, but like, well, but I mean, a good portion of of toy collectors aren't even opening these, right? So it's not trash, right? You know, but like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they go after, you know, uh, Pepsi and Coke? I mean, because they use probably thirty times as much plastic as these toy companies do, right? And bottled water. I mean, my God. Yeah. That right there is the biggest waste of them all because people will buy like 24 packs and just drink them all in a day. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those just dumb. That seems like a very dumb rule for 
toy companies. Uh, you no, know, I agree. And that's that's kind of been a thing for me where I don't understand it. I know uh, next time you're at a store, check out the toy aisle. You kind of start to see it already rolling in. But, like, the Transformers are doing boxes, but they're, like, cut out. So you can kind of see it. Yeah. Like, okay, I get that. Um, I think it was Jeff from Fully Posable sent me a picture of I opened up Marvel Legends box. And he's like, it's already happening. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And that's and that's the thing is like, how do you at Christmas time, like if I want to buy my nephew an action figure, I kind of need to open it up to make sure it's in there. And it's not a repack. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally just yesterday, my sister was at Walmart. I was going to take my nephew out to do, do some stuff. And um, she was letting him look at the action figures. She goes, is this worth money? And it was a goon elite with a repacked Shinsuke Nakamura. Like basic. She's thinking like, well, that's she knows who Nakamura is because my nephew loves him. Yeah, but she doesn't know who the goon is, obviously. But she knows like, well, it's not a white guy in hockey gear, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, what's going on here? And I'm like, no, nah, it's a repack. Well, what's that? And I was like, well, people buy it and they return a, a different figure. She's like, how's that not stealing? I'm like, it is stealing, 100. percent Yeah. Like it happens more than you think, but yep. you know, it is what it is. I, like, the bad thing is people probably might accidentally buy that. There has to be like some kind of system in place for Walmart and Target in places like that where like when they because you know they have to rescan the item into the system sure while while you're standing there yeah like there has to be a way for it to show like a picture of what the figure's supposed to look like well I mean but even still because like, I I get that the employee has no idea who Shinsuke or no idea who the goon is but like it should like. On their computer screen, it should show like a picture of what the figure looks like, so they can compare it real quick. Okay, but that being said, let's say, you know, you are wanting to buy a figure for your kid or something. Yeah, and you know nothing about action figures. Yeah, he says, "I really want the goon." Yeah, see the goon, you buy it, leave the store, and all of a sudden he's like, "That's that's a repack," so you go to return it. Yeah, now they're gonna be like, "Oh, you switched this." I bought it like this. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I think that's the ultimate argument. You bought it like that. Like they can't argue that I mean, right. it could be an honest mistake. Well, yeah, but I think, I think that's, it, it has to stop somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you buy a repack, I feel like you're SOL. Yeah. You know, I mean, but like, I get, it does. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Walmart taking it back. That's never bothered me. Take it back all you want. Don't put it on the shelf. But that's, that's my, that's the problem. But my whole thing is like, these employees either don't care or no, they, they don't, they don't know. They don't know one or the other. Someone there should be able to tell that this isn't right. I mean, I mean, it's, and I've seen where like they, they buy like a Charlotte flair. Cause I remember the Charlotte flair elite when it came out, had the robe mm -hmm. and people were buying it, putting in a Charlotte flair basic. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't know if you don't know. Right. But this is a Shinsuke Nakamura and a goon box. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Pretty obvious that's not him. Yeah. So I've seen a BCA gold dust in a repack before. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But my thought is, like, it's never been an issue of Walmart, you know, taking it back. That's fine. But mm -hmm. you don't have to put it out there for someone else to buy it. Yeah. That's the part that bothers me. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's just going to hurt. Like you said, you buy a repack, you don't know and oh, you're SOL. It's like, well, that kind of sucks. Like yeah. they didn't know. And that's, that's why I go back to the fact that they just shouldn't take it back in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it has to, like it, it needs to be on Walmart. Walmart is like going nuts right now, catching people stealing like fucking chapstick and shit at the self checkout and, you know, arresting them. 
You know what I mean? Like having them arrested for some stupid shit. Just because it's because they're stealing. Yeah. And so like. Don't have a self checkout then. But like that's that's the same concept as somebody bringing in a repack for a refund. They're stealing from you. Put a fucking stop to it. Mm hmm. They, they have cameras in the store, right? Right. Like, I mean, I, I I don't know if you've ever had an issue at the self-checkout. I certainly have. Most people probably have. Super annoying. But um, I remember one time I scanned something, and it didn't go through. So I scanned it again, but it did go through. Mm-hmm. And so it actually rang in twice. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I called the lady over. And they pull it up on camera. You can see me swipe it, and it didn't go through. So I swiped it again, and it went through the second time because it, you know, registered late. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. She takes it. So I'm like, you can see the figure or whatever it was clear as day in my hand. Right. As I swipe it. So yeah, they can tell like they should be able to, but I mean, maybe it's not worth their time. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I just think it's, it's shitty. But I mean, my point is, is if you buy a Marvel legends in a cardboard box, you don't know as Travis Fowler said, how do you not know you're not getting a rock and a stick? Right. You have no idea. Yeah. So I think it's ultimately going to hurt that industry. I think what's going to happen, in my opinion, is it's going to people that are into collecting those lines are going to kind of filter away. Like, eh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't need that. Yeah. And and here's another thing. I would bet inside the box the figures in a plastic bag. Probably. <laughs> so it's still plastic. Like, yeah. holy shit. I mean, unless we're getting rid of Walmart. Pla- I mean, another Walmart plastic bags. I mean, my God. Yeah. Those are all over the place. Sandwich bags. There's so much plastic out there. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. Yeah. There's, I mean, action figures, I feel like are the least, least offenders. Yeah. Of plastic. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's super disappointing. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up is power town. Um, of course, uh, we still don't have any information on when series one is coming out. Uh, but we did see a rendering of the bruiser Brody box, which is, uh, it's kind of like almost like a book, almost NECA style where it's like a, a flap, you can see his face, you open it up, got a little bio, and you see the figure and all his accessories. Mm-hmm. He's got a title, the chain, the furry vest, a couple extra hands, it looks like. Looks like a great piece, man. Um, yeah. I showed you before we started recording, and you even said like, there's no way it's not at least 40 bucks, right? Yeah. Do you think that's going to hurt the um, the success of this line is, is the cost? I mean, granted, not, most figures are 25 bucks nowadays, so. Not for Bruiser Brody. It's not going to hurt for that. Like him and Hanson will sell well. Yeah. Right? I mean, now Luthez, people might be like, eh. Sure. They're going to pick and choose, right? Yeah. But like Bruiser Brody, that's going to sell. Bruiser Brody will sell. Uh, Hanson will sell. That DiBiase would have sold if they would have been able to do it. Big time. Um, I don't know. I still kind of wonder about Series 2 and beyond because if, if WWE put a halt to DiBiase, I wonder if other characters are now like null and void. Who's, who's in Series 2? They haven't announced it yet, but the Steve Rosenthal, not Sam, as Jeff Toon would say, <laughs> he announced that there, he did a podcast. He said there might be 12 to 14 characters in Series 2. Damn. Yeah. Well, apparently they've signed over 170 names. Okay. So a shitload. That's a uh, lot for Series 2. Right. And But again, I wonder, like, okay, so if DiBiase is a no-go, mm-hmm. are there other people in that line that may also be a no-go? Maybe he's putting that many in just in case. It could be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I would love to see Road Warriors. I know we've got a lot of companies doing Road Warriors right now, but I think more the merrier because I, I mean, everybody loves the Road Warriors, and they haven't had a six-inch scale figure in a long time. Speaking of that, do you think WWE could pick them up now that Vince isn't in charge? I hope they do. Like, I think of like them and Demolition. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if 
Triple H could kind of mend those bridges a little bit. I would hope that he would. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I mean, they made one set of demolition elites mm-hmm. and they're awesome. I remember they were in one video game and it was awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I would be all about it. Both of those teams are licenses to print money. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, just there's so, I mean, there's so much you could do. Like I've always loved demolition. I've always loved Legion of doom slash the road powers Wars. of pain too. powers of pain. Yeah. They did that warlord a while back, but they didn't get barbarian, which oh, was, yeah. which was weird, you know, like, yeah. Why aren't we doing both here? I want that and Faces of Fear. Give me a Ming and Barbarian two-pack. Dude, I don't know why there isn't more Haku figures. Yeah. You know, I've always been a huge Haku fan. Everybody everybody should love Haku if they don't. Yeah, so no, I, I agree. I think I think there's something to be said there. Yeah. I don't know if that's totally just Vince or, or what, but I think there's that's a factor, obviously. Yeah. Um, But I mean, mm. honestly, too, like with... Uh, Barry Darso, you get like Repo Man too. Like hell yeah, give me some Repo Man stuff. Hell yeah, I want a Repo, repo Man figure. Repo, Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I would be all for it. I don't, I don't know what the holdup is. I know that there was that lawsuit there for a while. Yeah, but I also know Paul Orndorff had a figure recently, yep. and he was on that lawsuit. So, I mean, at the end of the day, let's uh, let's stop this and work together, right? I mean, well, absolutely. The Godwins are also on that class action lawsuit. And they were there like for Undertaker's like final appearance, yeah. Because they're they're buddies with the take with Taker. I did notice though when he during his Hall of Fame speech, he mentioned the BSK, mm-hmm. and I know the Godwins that were there, but they never showed them on camera. Oh, really? And so I'm wondering if there was a uh, contractual thing where they just didn't want to have to pay them. Could be, but I mean, honestly, I think there'd be money in Godwins figures. Hell yeah, we haven't had them since Bone Crunching Action Days, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Plus a uh, Midian figure, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot there, uh, so I think it'd be I think it'd be fun. But absolutely, I think ultimately um, you don't have to be on like best best terms with WWE. But if they're gonna if they want to make action figures of you, I say let them do it. Yeah, kind of like uh, they did with Mister T. They made a ton of Mister T figures. Uh, now Zeus has that new one that's came come out with the No Holds Barred set. I'm like, I hope they give tons of Zeus figures because hell yeah, why not make make the money. But uh, yeah, but Power Town, we'll keep you guys updated once we hear release dates and prices. None of that's been announced yet. I do know they initially had said December. I don't see that happening considering it's uh, damn near September now, but we shall see. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. All right. Well, of course, we want to throw out a, out to our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to check them out. Uh, I was just on there last Sunday, which was a lot of fun. And also check out Scott's Side Project, uh, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out as well. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, In the Marbles with our pals Soda and Ethan. Boots to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vensel, his wife Caitlin, and of course the twins over there. I'm very excited for when they get big enough to join them on the show. I think that will be really fun. They're already joining them on well, the I mean, show. Like, but like, <laughs> you know, being part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It'll be funny to see like when they become like full-on kid parents and they're talking about their favorite Nick Jr. shows. And oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's going to be good times. Uh, wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf and, of course, his amazing uh, custom Hasbro Chop Shop. Check that out and all yep. the cool stuff he's got over there. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. And, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Also, check out our other shows. You know, it's Fake Right with me and a special guest every Monday. Um, 
no holds barred with Bill Benis is currently on sabbatical, but who knows? It may be, may be back around sometime. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's... I think you know. It's one of those things. And I, yeah. I don't know. You know, and to, to kind of peel the curtain back on that a little bit, I mean, a, a big reason why it's not out yet, because I know when season four ended, I, I told everybody, like, hey, we're going to shoot for August, you know, like, as kind of the restart of season five. But, like, it's one of those things where... I was working on the albums for so long that like it kind of pushed everything back and didn't really get a chance to start working on it until just recently. So like it might be like closer to September, the end of September, somewhere around there before it even makes a comeback. But yeah, I was even, uh, you got to recharge your batteries with some Bill Venus, right? A little bit. And like, I, I was even talking to a uh, Tim at a chair shot over DM the other day and he was, you know, asking me about that show and if it was going to come back and all this stuff. And I just, I was like, man, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's it takes some time. It's a, it's a lot of work. So, it's uh, I'm I'm shooting for the end of September, but we'll see. Awesome, awesome. And then of course, check out the TV Toycast every Thursday. Uh, you can check out all of Bane's music on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes, including the new album "Long Live a Hero's Fable." Yep, um, really cool album. And uh, as we know, you have another one kind of in the pipeline. Yes. And Do we so, have an update on that yet? Yeah, I've kind of put a couple of teasers out there, but, you know, Twitter is kind of a, a dick, and, like, you know, you can post stuff, but it sneaks under the radar so nobody actually sees it. Uh, but I did post a, a little teaser with a with a um, date on there. So see, I didn't even see that. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody digs. I don't even think it got any likes at all. So, um, but uh, I'm September 16th is the release date for the next album. So oh, about a month then. Yep. So awesome. Just a, just a, few short weeks just a few short weeks yes magical period of time that is oh yeah (laughs) then of course uh, if you have a beard or know someone has a beard check out outsiders beard co get you some beard balm beard oil make it look fantastic like old gbm got some breakfast pastry i saw absolutely he didn't thank god thank god that it got there safely because uh i'm always leery about people ordering beard balm in the summer because that shit melts yeah oh yeah but it has cooled off a little bit, I guess, but it's still hot. Well, the day that I shipped it, I'm pretty sure it was like right at a hundred outside. Yeah. So I was like, Oh God, please. You have to, and not, you have to wait through your whole process, but you have to like cool that down to set it, to make it a, a solid. Yeah. So if it's like uh not, if it's not super hot outside, I just leave it out on the counter, like covered um, to, to set. But if it's, if it's like super hot outside, not that it like makes it different on the inside of the house, but like if it's super hot outside, I put it in the fridge overnight to like be nice and cool while it goes in the, on the trip in the mail. So, I mean, he lives in New York, right? I mean, it's still a yeah. ways out there. And that's what I was like thinking. I was like, it's just got to get out of Oklahoma. Like once it gets out of Oklahoma and starts heading up North, it'll be all right. But like right now it's, it's hot, it's hot out there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, all of our t-shirts can be found at pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker, bbph.redbubble.com. And watermaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bain's Power Hour, TV Toycast, or any of our podcasting buddies. Check out their shirts as well. Yes. I thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bain's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bain. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. (laughs) 
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.